0: Hello, you gorgeous lot. Well, persistent and nasty need you. We have come to a crossroad. We can no longer continue to do the work that we do, the podcast the coffee mornings, the advocacy work without support. As everybody knows, we are unfunded and everything we do comes out of my, Elaine, and Louise's pockets. We're also two struggling creatives ourselves, working many and multiple jobs to keep going and survive. This means that we are finding it difficult to push persistent and nasty to the next level due to our time restraints, lack of resources, lack of money and capacity. We don't want to have to give up persistent and nasty but without help that's the way things are going so we are asking you our amazing community if you're able to give us the price of a large coffee every month it really would make a huge difference to us and keep us going all our love hello you gorgeous lot and welcome to another episode of the persistent and nasty podcast elaine here how are you all doing Hope that you're all well, looking after yourselves and each other and staying as warm as you can if you are somewhere cold like the UK right now or if you are somewhere warm. Um, I hope that you're enjoying all that lovely, beautiful sunshine and heat. As you will have heard, um, we are looking for you to donate to us to keep us going. I'm sure I mentioned it to you all last week, but you can now become a persistent pal and a nasty hero. All the information on what that entails is in the show notes of today's episode and um, you will be supporting us um, to keep our podcast going and uh, you will also be um, helping continue our a uh, inclusive um coffee morning which is much needed for our community and also the advocacy work that we do behind the scenes Um, so if you can give us the price of a large cup of coffee we would be extremely grateful and some of you already have done and it is honestly thank you so much (laughs) every notification that we get is um just really makes my heart sing so a hundred thank yous to you all Today I am chatting to the creatives of a film that is currently fundraising. Um, The film is called The Twelfth Day of Findom, written by Joanne Thompson, actor, writer and now co-director of this project. Caitlin Black, who's the co-director, and our very own Misha McCullough, who is the producer. Unfortunately, we were supposed to be in person, but um, my endometriosis kicked in. Um, so we had to do the conversation over Zoom. It's a really brilliant chat about the film, which focuses on um, domination, financial domination, how our society deals with um, sex work, how we look at that ourselves. We talk about OnlyFans. We talk about the shift in that um profession we talk about people's views and all of the various stages that this conversation brings up we also discuss how you can help this film be made and again all the links to that are in um, the description of today's episode but they do have a kickstarter page and they also have an OnlyFans account remember to follow us on all social media twitter at Persistent Nasty, Instagram at Persistent and Nasty, Facebook Persistent and Nasty. Send us an email to Persistent and Nasty at gmail.com. You can also follow Louise and I on social media. Louise is at Ms. Louise Oliver on both Twitter and Instagram, and I am at Elaine Stirrett on Twitter and at Elaine. on Instagram. Oh, what to have for today's episode? Well, it's pretty cold. We're I am. So I say really anything warm, um, but maybe a mulled wine, hot toddy, a coffee if you like coffee or oh, hot chocolate with some cream on top. But you could always just have a good old cup of tea. Sit back, relax and enjoy. The festive background is beautiful. So I am going to at some point get you guys to take a picture of that. But what I really want is a picture of the fact that the washing is in front of it.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, we should probably leave that, but no, if you want it in, that's. Just, I mean,
2: we want we want sure. it in both, but it's like absolute peak. She like, put it in yeah. as um, as softening <laughs> for our voices, which is not gonna work because it's behind us. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's not working now. <laughs> Listen, things we're are good. We're all
0: good. And we can yeah. totally, we'll start chatting when Mish comes back with the dough balls. But I'm keeping all of this in. Okay, um, great. I'm loving Louise it. is absolutely raging with me that I confirmed this for today, which makes me laugh even more. And then the fact that I'm now not physically with you guys is really funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, just for everybody listening, um, this wonderful group of human beings um, is doing Zoom because... <laughs> Endometriosis is a fucker Um, So yes I am currently In pain And Mm. I have a hot water bottle At the front of my body and at the back of my body So we're good Always double up Double up, Mm -hmm. way forward And uh, lots of painkillers and all of that Um, Are the dough balls still not ready, Misha?
1: (laughs) They're here, I'm not
3: sure They're a little bit um, peely-wally
1: Yeah, I think, is that yeah,
3: I, think they're- I mean,
0: where did you get the dough balls from? MS. And then, so we really oh yeah, they don't go, you, they're they're good. You, as, as long as I've been in for like 10 minutes, you're yeah. good oh I know. can hear the yeah, chewing. It squirted on me a little bit.
2: <laughs>
0: I think that is like... Nothing um, an worse
2: than a dough ball squirt.
0: Wow, wow. Perfect way, like so... It's like,
2: yeah, we could segue
0: into what we're <laughs> so talking about
3: here. So Where um, is the
0: line? Here is the line. Um, <laughs> listeners today... I am joined with um, the creatives um, on the 12th day of Findom. And we're just going to go around, everybody. Caitlin's munching a dough ball, so we'll maybe start with Joe (laughs) first. So we have Joanne Thompson. And for those of you who will know, Joanne is a friend of Persistent and Nasty, supporter of us, all round, absolute queen, um, actor, writer, uh, co director on this. Yes. Um, then we have Caitlin Black, who I am getting to meet for the first time over Zoom and slightly gutted that I'm not getting to meet you in actual life. Um, who is also the co-director. And then we've got our very own Sunflower back, our very own Misha McCullough is she's with us. <laughs> oh, He's <laughs> home. And Misha is producing this film on the 12th day of Fendom. Jo, let's start with you because obviously it's your script. Um, and are you trying to eat a dough ball? Do you want me to pop? No, so wasn't, dough I dough was. Ball?
2: What I was doing, I was producing on the night because of the chewing. I <laughs> muted the chewing. So I feel, you feel like you've deprived <laughs> the listeners of ASMR. That's true. Oh, we can bring so, the chewing back. Chewing
0: is all good. I can. I'm sure if the chewing is very loud, I'll make it an extra little um, tape, and you can put it on your OnlyFans page.
1: Yeah. Oh. you might like that give the people what they
0: want yeah, give the people, people what, they what they want, they want. True. okay people yeah, pay deal. for it and talking of the OnlyFans fans page you can fill us all in on why i brought that up but first of all joe let's talk about uh your film
2: please okay uh yeah so the film is uh called on the 12th day of Findom. um for those of you, the listeners that are unfamiliar what FINDOM is um I think the dictionary <laughs> definition <laughs> is basically um it's a shortened version of uh the term financial domination uh which is a fetish of power that's exchanged uh and it involves the transfer of financial tributes from a sub to a dom uh, which is uh often sort of like the ultimate submission mm-hmm. um yeah, um, it's about um, a, a, a kind of a woman in her 20s, it's a Christmas temp in a supermarket Who starts dipping her toe into this world of financial domination from the staff room So it's like a bit of a, yeah it's like a comedy, um, very light touch, funny vibe um, To do with like someone that's on the very very start of their journey with this kind of World um, so yeah, it's it's and there there's other characters in there as well that she kind of bounces off and um, and, yeah, I just wanted to have like a bring about a discussion that um kind of speaks to what what this kind of the legitimacy of this kind of work, and also like um because it's in the setting of this supermarket, it, I think it, I wanted to speak to just that kind of conglomerate vibe of like why is that not a valid way to earn money but like working for 12 hours on your feet on the milk aisle is mm-hmm. milk aisle <laughs> is very hard to mm-hmm. say milk milk pile. Could, have aisle. could have been any could have been any yeah so it's kind of all of those things intertwined if you look hard to see it
0: and <laughs> um, what sparked it did you have one of those moments where you were in the supermarket
2: what sparks oh get ready for a story time as Nisha and Caitlin (laughs) um so I was in uh Norway writing my first pilot and um I got a a DM on Instagram from like an anonymous account uh saying hey um can I worship you goddess and I was like (laughs) I guess (laughs) I don't know what does that mean and this person was like oh I'll send you a 20 quid ASOS voucher to prove that I'm serious and I'm like serious about what (laughs) um and then uh me and my friend that I was with we started like researching this whole vibe like just from the things this person was saying and um and I I took the ASOS voucher and I was like huh okay it was a lead-up to mm-hmm. Christmas and I was like well I need to buy some Christmas bread. I need some Christmas p- wrapping paper <laughs> I got some really unsexy things with the Zsos voucher and then yeah it just sort of escalated from there not massively but I just um it, it, one, one of the things that um these people like you to do is to talk to them like shit so basically like semi 30 quid bitch <laughs> like that kind of vibe, which is really interesting because you know, generally I'm a pacifist and a socialist. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Give me your money, bitch. Yes, please, 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 If you like, you. you know, only if you can. You if you, if you only can afford it. Um. So a very bizarre situation for me to be in. Um. And every day I felt completely differently. Like every hour I felt completely differently about it because I was like, Yeah, no, this is this. This feels right. This feels, you know, I didn't ask for this. This feels, you know. And then I was like. At one point I was like, you know, should I be... I don't really add a bit of savings at the time because I was, I was like trying to save for a flat. And I was like, I, do I... I don't need this money like I feel bad taking this I I feel weird um and I was like should I be donating it to like feminist causes um and the guy was like well I am a feminist um and I was like "Mm, okay right so I am the feminist Um, cause because you know I need money for therapy like people have done bad things to me I need money um and that was kind of what he was seeing it as as well he was like this is my way of like this is my way of uh, addressing that imbalance and I was like oh my god, like. okay like we are asking for these these men to like pay for our therapy kind of so I'm like okay um but then I uh realized that I was not anonymous and he was anonymous he was just sending me like you know a couple of quid for coffees every day even though I was in the middle of uh like buy a fjord in Norway and had no way of like actually <laughs> buying those coffees so I was like thank you um and yeah I was like well I'm not earning any money I don't know uh, and then he I basically was like, wait, hold on a minute. I'm meant to be dominating you, but I don't know how to dominate you because I don't know what I'm doing. But also, you have the power because you know who I am and I don't know who you are. So I basically demanded to know his, his identity because I was like, I don't you could be bloody anyone. Like you could be my ex, you could be some of the, you know, abusive partners I've had or whatever. And then and then it transpired that I knew him and I'd met him several times. And um, which was so weird. And I didn't know how to feel about that either it felt like a really weird mistrust scenario it was just bizarre um you know I've since stopped and things but like yeah it was such an interesting that's how I came up with the idea because I was like it's such an interesting concept because I still don't know how I feel about it um I still I still questioned whether it was right for me to do that or not um it also turned out that this person was an artist and I was Mm -hmm. like Wait, so you're a freelancer? and I'm taking <laughs> your money. Like, this is so, oh, I don't know. It was just, yeah. And I still every day have a new thought on it, which is really Isn't nice.
3: that an interesting point that that you're worried that they're an artist, like, would it feel different if, we, if it was a banker, if it was a lawyer, if it was someone with like, I, I think that the, the way that we look at the value of money and the value of ourselves, the value of all of these things, I think that's, the core of this really kind of like yeah. it's why this whole conversation is so difficult to pin down, and yeah. it it is just like a giant slippery fish of a conversation, yeah. Completely. Or like pinning a jelly to a wall. Yeah. It's just there are so many layers to it. There are so many things that kind of like we've been talking a lot about it, like engaging in in this film and and kind of looking at how we're going to build our crew, look at how we're going to mm-hmm. cast it, looking at how we're going to fundraise it. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's all so interesting because of these boundaries Mm -hmm. that every single person has a different line that they are willing to kind of take it to. And then within those lines, we've all got various kind of perceptions and judgments. And like we have our own rules for society and what we think is morally right and what we think is morally wrong. And every single person's are slightly different. So it's so, so difficult to navigate these, waters because mm-hmm. every single person's water is yeah. different mm-hmm. it's like oceans and oceans
2: yeah and I was talking to like when I was writing it I um you know I wanted to make sure that whatever I was writing although this is based on my own experience and my um you know very early uh you know dipping my toe into this <laughs> world like um I wanted to make sure that whatever I was doing and whatever I was writing and putting out there into the world wasn't um you know harming the community you know at large you know so i wanted to um i spoke to um several different like sex worker collectives uh, as well as like paying sex workers for their time to interview them um mainly about their um their experiences of when they were starting and like the co- the conversations i was having were really interesting because they across the board were saying um that when you're starting out in this work people can really misconstrue your lack of understanding of what your boundaries are as having no boundaries at all Mm. so like while you're trying to figure out what you are and aren't willing to do it's a really tricky time and people can really take advantage of that Mm -hmm. and especially in this specific uh subsection of that where it is like trying to dominate someone um it's such a hard thing to do when you don't know how to, what you don't actually, you don't feel in control. Um, it's a really, a really interesting concept. Um, but yeah, I found that really interesting. They were obviously, they, they had, because these people that I was interviewing were a lot further along in their journey. Um, but there's the other concept of like things being, uh, and I hope this isn't a harmful thing to say, but like that slope of, because I felt myself, um you know doing that where I'm like oh well this is really easy because it felt the the concept of fandom in and of itself when you're not exchanging anything for the money is literally just your base what, what you're exchanging is essentially a performance which I mm. found really interesting because you're basically like I'm putting on a performance where I want you to give me this money and you give me the money and I I'm not exchanging any part of my body or anything mm. like um, but then you know he started asking for more things and I, I started being like well if this is easy then that you know that's just a little bit more money and even though like which is absolutely fine to go down that route but also like is it and and, and where are those lines like how how easy is it to keep those lines that you set up
3: it's like the gateway drug isn't it that's what they say about like all of these kind of worlds and, and I don't know if that's a kind of harmful harmful analogy but it is once you kind of like commit to entering that zone Mm -hmm. you are now like one of the questions that that we've been kind of raising in the last few weeks just talking about how uh, we were going to do this fundraiser and if starting an OnlyFans alongside a Kickstarter was going to be safe it was going to be valid one of the things that I find really interesting is having conversations with our exec producers at Blazing Griffin who have been really really uh, supportive in helping us kind of navigate these discussions but in a way that like we've now got like a bigger backing behind us yeah. and Lauren has kind of spoke to me at length about what like what are you willing to do but also you need to be prepared that no matter what you do and no matter how you feel that sits on the spectrum of sex work mm-hmm. no matter if you think that that's like well, it's not really sex work, it's just, it's just sending a picture, it's not really sex work, it's only, like, sending a video, it's only, like, whatever, we, like, we can't be defensive about that, because mm-hmm. it actually is completely irrelevant whether we see it as sex work or not, mm-hmm. because we are now engaging in a transaction of offering something for money, Absolutely. whether that, whether, whether that is step one on the sex work scale, or whether that's step 10 to someone else, yep. it is, it it's so arbitrary Mm -hmm. whether like we're literally yeah exactly like hit hitting the hardcore end of the spectrum which is like physical physical intimacy like and again like I say that with with kind of backing of I have spoken to people in these communities and and I and I have friends and family and people who are open to these conversations and it it is a much bigger conversation because of the fact we can't draw boxes, boxes around, around it yeah. and say, no, but this is okay because it's just a picture. And I think that that's been a, like, it, it, in the sense that talking to Lauren at Blazing Griffin, she has previously been a burlesque performer. Mm-hmm. And so the way she was talking to me about it, and I don't think she would mind me saying, is when she engaged in burlesque work she needed to be prepared that people would come to her and say well you're a stripper (laughs) and she's going well actually I'm a burlesque performer but the reality of it is she is stripping for money she's being paid to take her clothes off and therefore that that is the definition of stripping whether she sees it as like a more artistic Mm -hmm. dance expression Mm -hmm. it's still
2: Technically stripping for money, and you can you can have to you can take your clothes off in an acting job uh and be paid for that. And this is where it gets so interesting, right? Because
3: and. And again, the layers of like, what what pictures do we send our intimate partners or not even like intimate yet. Like people we hardly know over the internet yeah. and that's not a transaction because you, you lose control no- as yes. well. Mm-hmm. Straight away. It's just the whole thing has got so many layers and so many like subsections of very interesting kind of juicy elements to kind of tear apart and, and really examine. But for us, I think it's been really important to investigate what is what are our boundaries with this crowdfund what do we feel safe doing what because and this is the other thing this is us in a professional sense so we're exposing this now as you say as an actor Mm -hmm. uh, what is your line would you take your clothes off for a part Mm -hmm. would you do a sex scene would would you like have no nudity like Mm -hmm. these are conversations that actors have and with that in mind um just to note, we are already having conversations with an intimacy coordinator, so that's something that we have now started early in our production kind of um, prep. We wouldn't have worked with an, uh, an intimacy coordinator until after casting, but mm-hmm. because we are doing something that is for us actually affecting the safety yeah. of our our crew, who are like even though the the early early creatives, we've engaged an intimacy coordinator to help us navigate that. And all we can do is keep checking in with each other And keep trying to kind of investigate every move we're making And if at any point any of us feel uncomfortable We we call it off
1: I think that's what's brilliant about Emma Like our main character as well Is that like you are seeing it through the eyes of someone Who is literally dipping their toe into like an unknown world to them Mm -hmm. And so it's like you can feel that from their perspective Like it is a completely new world And that's like exciting but also like Gives us a little bit of freedom, I think, to just explore it, Always, and get know, it when, wrong, almost. Yeah, so exactly. She Gets it wrong, she and like wrong. the people
2: around her get it wrong. But it's so.
1: not simple. There is no line, like you were saying. Like yeah. you have to, yeah, you just have to. There's be, so oh, many
0: oh. interesting things that you've brought up here, and like even just like you know, going back to what you were saying, Joanne, about that kind of first of all him saying that he is a feminist, and it's almost some sort of reparation for like like that's like when you said that line, I was like, so what are, are men giving women reparations for just being shitty rather than from actually learning and moving forward? That was my first thought um, <laughs> when you said that. Um, and then there's so many other things that jump out to me that are just just like general questions. And, you know, Caitlin, you've just t- touched on the fact that, that your main character, she is dipping her toe. in. so we'll see that from the audience's point of view of her, Making those mistakes and making maybe having these similar conversations like you're having. But I guess as well, for me, a conversation would be for the people that you've spoken to, Joe, and the who um, are sex workers and how things have shifted in the landscape for them. If there's anybody that you've spoken to who's been doing this for 20 or 30 years, because 20 or 30 years ago, you wouldn't have had someone been able to just DM you and you wouldn't have sent a picture on your phone. And all of these conversations are about where are, you talked about it, Misha, about the line that gets drawn. The line's shifted already from even 15 years ago. People's morality, quote, unquote, what moral question on it, has shifted. Well, even the fact that OnlyFans was only established in 2016.
3: So that has already allowed far more people access into this world who may not have like knowing how to get in, even thought about it. Like it is now. I I feel like there are mm. so many women that and and men who use OnlyFans and make money from it. I feel like almost every person in our generation mm. would would know people who who make money in that way. Mm-hmm. And and that's such a great probably question. not
2: even without maybe knowing. Yeah, exactly it yeah there's yeah, so many
3: anonymous. Totally, things. but there is that's a really interesting point about how. That has shifted their industry. I don't know if it's an, a question I could answer.
1: Do you think it's, sorry to jump in, but like just in terms of broadly, like because even during lockdown, Remember the whole Weatherspoons thing As well Like it feels like There's more yeah. People just jumping Into that world Which is super yeah. interesting Whereas I feel like Before it's always felt Like a hidden yeah. And I think that's What we're trying to do With the film Is like mm-hmm. this is fresh This is something That hasn't been really yeah. That we know Has well, been made before The so.
2: whole Weatherspoons thing Um, I'll just speak to that Because that That was actually I've missed that out Of the initial conversation But uh this person's oh, I don't want to give the actual name, I think it's been deleted now, anyway but it was um had spoons in their like username and I was like that doesn't make any." I don't even understand like for I don't know what that means <laughs> and then it was that that led us down like this research hole with me and my friend who were trying to figure out you know what is this concept um, and and it, it came about it, this user specifically I don't know if, I think they'd been doing it for a long time but um, uh, this was like a specific account that they'd set up for this that was um about <laughs> so uh g- generally women I don't want to just uh gender but on the whole I think women especially going to Weatherspoons and when w- because of Covid uh started an app where you like like most restaurants ended up doing where you would go on the app and you'd uh you could order your food to that table um but you could basically do it remotely like you didn't have to be in the restaurant to do that so what these mm-hmm. what these people would do was like go on Twitter and be like I'm at um table 42 in uh in the Glasgow Central where spoons. send me some bloody Prosecco bitch <laughs> and um, <laughs> and they get their full meals paid for and everything by oh, these yeah. people that just like remotely who they have no idea who they are just send them stuff to their table. Um which is which is uh what kind of well it doesn't quite happen at the start of our film but that that's the reference that um that that brings that brings that into uh her world specifically mm-hmm. um yeah and we brought, and that's what brought it into my world so, so i mean that's just like technology gone wild like the it's capacity so to do interesting, that. It's it interesting isn't it also is.
3: this is like it's the oldest profession in, oh. in history yeah. right like Elaine I feel like we've spoken about this on the podcast before it's like there's a reason that like apart from
2: farming. Apart from far- <laughs> well yeah, yeah I don't know I don't know if we could call <laughs> it I think, I think get the guilty <laughs> feminist talks about this. Okay.
3: Well maybe and then right. I've <laughs> <thought>. <laughs> which one came first? <laughs> the farmer the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no Oh my god that's <laughs> so funny. Um, but
0: yeah,
2: I have
0: no idea where I was going with it, it. I know, I'm sorry no, like, no, it's, it's okay because I really the
3: bat it might not My son's it. bat The oldest, okay. oldest professional in the world that <laughs> was, that oh, was yeah. Sorry, I've brought macaroni cheese bites And we can this. all smell them I'm actually smelling
0: Great. so
1: good
3: like, So um, for
0: those of you who are into some ASMR There's going to be some oh, right, lovely here we go. moments go coming up They're going
1: to be so right now. Hold on. I think it's really
0: I kind of wanted to jump back to something that you said as well Joe about being an actor and get paid to get take your clothes off because for years as most of us know, know that most actors it was considered especially for a woman it was almost like um, prostitution quote unquote and that that time period like you know a few hundred years ago being an actor well 150 maybe um being an actor being an actress you were considered in society yeah almost um like a prostitute
2: yeah absolutely
0: um And I think that that's a really interesting correlation because, you know, nobody really up until the last few years really checks in on how people feel about that. Mm. Actors and how they actually feel about, you know, you are going to be in this situation where you're going to have to get naked unless you're a super powerful level and you can be like, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. For a lot of people, it's like, oh, I feel like I quote unquote need to or have to. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really interesting. And I also wanted to pick up on um, just the fact that when I was talking earlier about, um, you know, this exchange online and sharing things, but something that you said about the fact that you knew him, Mm -hmm. that and that sense of trust is really interesting to me um, and how that then starts to play in that kept that dom sub relationship because again yeah like 20 years ago most people um and I had a flatmate who was a dom uh and I am talking 20 years ago and she knew who our clients were yeah it was never a, there was never a question of who was coming
2: into her space yeah I and mean, you can do yeah. like background when you know those things like when you're engaging when you're under con- when you're in control. There's like, you know, things like background checks and stuff, which is why I like the conversation around sex work and the safety of sex workers is like such, you know, um, such an interesting conversation and an important conversation, because the things that you think are for the better, that that um someone that's not in that industry, because I've had I've made that mistake as well. And then when I was researching stuff for this, like some of the books I've read and podcasts I've listened to, things that you think are really easy easy solutions are actually creating more problems for the people involved, which is really, um, really fascinating because you, you you tend to not think about it from th- those point of views. But um, yeah, I think safety and is such an important uh, element. And I think when I was speaking to one of the um, sex work collectives, like the head of that um sex work collective, they had um they had said because i wasn't sure how i felt about it but when i told her what had happened she was like that is really not okay and i've 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 um i've come to terms with it and and i don't i don't actually see you know i've had abusive sort of um uh you know uh, coer- coercive situations before and i don't personally see it that way just because of the conversations i was having um I felt very respected and I felt very um I felt like I was in control even though I wasn't really um so I've personally come to terms with it but she did say that that's absolutely not okay and not something that should ever be happening because I was basically put in a position where I could have been in that a room with that person and they would be knowing that I was engaging in this work but I wouldn't be knowing that they knew that do you know what I mean which is just um not which which isn't which isn't on I guess um but I'm not even sure if they necessarily thought that through um I think yeah. it was just because they had been engaging in this work for like 10 years prior so I think they were very used to kind of this this world and quite often I would have to ask I'd have to like we coming out in like brackets and being like sorry it's me it's me here and um when you see this can you just clarify because google is really not helping me thank you goodbye yeah, no. <laughs> i back in character and yeah, i back in character Which, and it was it was a performance so like to go back to your earlier point about um what that is it was a performance for me like i'm not this person at all um and i get paid to perform all the time not as much as i'd like but um, you know, <laughs> um That is what I do for, you know, a living. That is what I make most of my money doing is performing. And like performing, um, sometimes, you know, I I have had to do things before. Intimacy coordinators were were a thing. And, you know, I have been in situations where I've felt my own boundaries move because I don't want to burn bridges and things depending on you know who's asking me to do the things um it's and it's a horrible situation and yeah I, I am actually writing something else about um an actress like back in like the the early like 19, like 1910s 1920s um because the climate around performers and touring actresses and things at that time like they would have they would have religious groups outside of theatres like trying to get campaigning to get them to change their ways and things um and you know but you know saying that I've had I was in a relationship which, which I'm getting so personal <laughs> but I was in a relationship that broke up because um the person I was with couldn't handle the concept of me having to be intimate with other people like you're um, acting, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm acting, um, and it's it's such a tricky. Oh, that's yeah. such a tricky thing as well, and, um, Just and we have to do that. Perspectives, isn't yeah. it, as well? Because, yeah, totally. like,
1: obviously, when you're an actress, it, again, it's like these different
2: worlds it's like everyone's you know you say that but even angle. actors struggle with it like yeah, I've true, struggled course, with it and yeah. I've you know and I've had partners that mm-hmm. struggle with and who are actors as well it's just a well. weird dynamic it's isn't a weird it? di- it's a weird job it's a really weird yeah. job and then you know being in a relationship with a sex worker it's like, a whole other yeah um a whole other thing but it is this like what 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 are we entitled to in each other like what mm-hmm. what what do we owe each other like what what does it mean to own something and, and 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 be paid for be paid for that like oh it's so fascinating um and I don't mean that to be flippant because I don't want to just be like oh it's so fascinating and all that because it's such a I think it's an important conversation to have and I don't really
3: but I think I think that this is why it's important we're making this film and we're allowing these conversations to start happening exactly. in it, like n- not kind of like behind closed doors Not in, like behind like a curtain Not like whispered Like actually spoken out loud Like talked about with people um, And oh i completely lost my train of thought again God I'm like on an absolute like brain farter
1: tonight Starting like conversations like beyond the film I guess like that's where we want to make impact
3: yeah, I had a
0: really good point, but it's I think gone. the fact that you know you haven't even started filming yet because you've got your um, fundraising to do. So you've got your Kickstarter and you've got um, obviously your OnlyFans page, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that this conversation, I feel like I could talk to all three of you for at least the next like four hours about this. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, there's so, so many fun. levels to it because we've touched on. Morality and whatever that means Because also that means something in this country That it might mean That is different in something else She's oh got God, it back
3: And remembered it's about transparency
0: It's literally about
3: it, And as, as you were saying about this person Who was engaging with you Didn't necessarily know what was like right and what was wrong if yeah. we are transparent in everything always then there will never be these kind of great areas because if we're not making it taboo to talk about then we are allowing mm. people to talk about it freely and therefore navigate it
0: safely thank yes. you <laughs> yeah she got it Wonderful. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but I do like, and but I think like, you know, talking about the morality for us might mean one thing, but for another country might mean something else. And where does that then stem from is a whole other conversation as well, um, because that's a, that's a, a view, quite a patriarchal, quite a religious view. Um, because, you know, we can look at our society in this country and most of us are kind of moving away from Christianity. Uh But it's got such deep roots in how we are expected to behave Mm -hmm. and what is acceptable. Yeah. So by making a film like this, you're pushing that so that these conversations, as you say, Misha, are out in the open and they're transparent. And that's really exciting. Yeah. That's
2: like where we want to move. And it, it was really important for me, like to because because this is all I can speak to. Uh, as well um is to show that at its very earliest little seedling (laughs) like stage uh, because it is set on the 12 days leading up to Christmas um and then on the 12th day she kind of has this discovery of who who the person might actually be um who may or may not really find out but um it's it's this thing of like when when you're so new to something having to um figure out how you feel about it before you can fully engage in it. And like, um, and I just it it take it's a lot of learning. And I mean what's really interesting for me is this is the um this was only the second thing I've ever written and um potentially the first thing that will actually go into production that I've that I've written or whatever. So I'm compl- I, I've got this whole other learning curve that I'm like juggling <laughs> a lot of balls at once. Jingle balls. Um and, <laughs> and um yeah uh, like even Like I've never fundraised for a film. I've never, you know, I bought when when we were originally developing it. Um, I didn't have it. It was just me. I didn't have anyone, you know, else attached um and people were uh, were asking if i would direct it myself and i was like i don't feel it, was, it felt like such an important topic and an important thing to get right that i was like i don't um and it's not actually an easy shoot it's quite a tricky it's, it's it covers 12 days um and uh, there's like a very sort of surreal <laughs> section of it that um i do have no idea how we're going to make up and um and that's why I brought the wonderful Caitlin black yeah. <laughs> um, to be um co-director
1: because um yeah because yeah, you need to stay involved in it And I think like yeah. obviously you, you have the ambition to as well so it makes sense yeah um,
2: but Caitlin you, you, Caitlin works full-time as a director and very used to you know leading crews and leading you know amazing incredible shoots that look phenomenal um, and and cool. but less familiar we have done a lot of stuff with actors but less familiar than working you know working with actors And I i sort of bring yeah. that side to it So I think That's why we're going to handcuff each other
1: yeah. With mm-hmm. pink fluffy handcuffs
0: Pink yes. fluffy sides. handcuffs
2: are one Big
0: promise do. for yeah. on set vibes
1: mm-hmm.
3: I mean um, I don't
0: like So I, I, Such a fascinating conversation And I hope that when Because I know that you're going to get your money I absolutely feel it in my bones um, That you're going to get your money
1: <laughs> Sorry
0: um,
1: <laughs> She's had too many doubles She's
2: such amazing. All I've been doing all day is churning out Christmas sexual puns. Bang, Annie. bang, bang. Oh no, they're coming. They're coming. They're flowing
1: Like Santa. Oh wh- He's coming. Boom.
2: Yeah. Such a wild sleigh ride <laughs> oh. um, It's joyful.
0: No, it's no, don't apologize. No, it's good, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I just wish I was in the room with you to fully enjoy the pun. Um but yeah I think like we will definitely want to chat to you once the film is done and like how and when it's been released because it's going to have such important conversations being had but before that I would like everybody to hear how they can help support you Yes
3: Oh hell yes So Fund us please You can find us on social media Where we're kicking up a bit of a storm mm-hmm. I say kicking up Knowing full well what I'm saying <laughs> I I particularly enjoy the fact That we've gone with Kickstarter Out of all of oh, the Oh I
2: didn't even realise that yeah, so Out of
3: all of the potential platforms We've gone for Kickstarter uh, For fundraising So it's pr- a pretty long a link, which I'm not going to read out, but you can find us on Instagram. I'll have on, it in the. I'll have yeah, it. In put the it. Show put notes. it. In, uh, click here, here, and here. <laughs> yeah, can't is, do that on
0: a podcast. But yeah, I was yeah. like,
3: it's awesome. do it every
0: time. It's like it's my thing. It's her thing. It's her thing. Ring that bell. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> so our Instagram is at on the twelfth day, and then our Instagram is twelfth day film Twitter. Twitter, what did I say? Instagram twice. Instagram twice. It's because <laughs> you're on airplane mode. Oh, sorry. It's I didn't want it to ring. So me... actually, Misha,
0: I don't mish, mish, mish. I don't need you to give me all that because I will put all those links in the all description. Right. So what I would love you to do is tell us about your OnlyFans page, what people can expect from that, oh, and nice. then what tiers you <laughs> may have on your uh Kickstarter and what people can give, how they can. Why they should support this
3: People can give generously For sure <laughs> It's
0: Christmas time after all, Tim after all Yeah, it
3: was the season It was the season after
1: all um, absolutely. So we've
3: got a Kickstarter fundraiser And an OnlyFans fun raiser. Pick <laughs> your weapon <laughs> On the um, On the Kickstarter you will find A varying selection of Sexy rewards Ooh. You can pledge without a reward that's very financial domination (laughs) you don't deserve a reward and then we've got (laughs) pledging 12 pounds or more you get one of our sexy advent photos along with The uh, silly puns that we have spent a long time thinking of (laughs) Yeah,
1: they're fabulous by (laughs) the way I'm not going to
3: lie, I think that's the bit I'm proudest of I would pay for them So then we have also got pledge £21 for an advent photo and video of the day You've got a naughty list that you can join Where you get all 12 photos for £69 Money well spent people And for £96 back to back baby uh, You can be a cash piggy Clean up on aisle 12 people all 12 digital photos and videos. And then if you pledge 120 or more, uh, you get all the videos, photos, and you'll get a link to the film. For two hundred pounds, you can get an associate producer
0: credit. Rah rah. I mean, come on now. Hello,
3: who has wanted to be a film producer? Everyone wants to be a film producer, but without all of the fucking shenanigans that we actually have to do. Like it's like all the all the sexy, sexy (laughs) rewards. All the sexy stuff. Yeah. All the sexy bit, and none of the like. It's really hard, oh like, God. out there in the cold. And for three hundred pounds <laughs> or more, you are a nutcracker. You've spoiled us. You're on the naughty and nice list, which is confusing. So we're gonna chuck our autographs at you while you smoke on your producer's cigar, and you get all twelve digital photos and videos, a link to the film, an associate producer credit, and a signed copy of the script.
2: I do just want to say these photos are really hot. I have to. I have to say. Oh yeah, it's
3: like we're we talking about these bottles. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, no, really good.
1: Says that low? <laughs> I'm just <not>, like <laughs> we knew they were going to be utterly awesome incredible. <laughs> it was definitely like
3: an iconic like trio moment where we realised oh. that this was like the the a power
2: a power. We've got race. a powerhouse here. Yeah. It's a
3: triple threat for mm-hmm. sure. We wanted mm-hmm. to
2: put kind of put our money where our our mouths were. <laughs> uh-huh. um, not not in our mouth, one yeah. And then um, <laughs> we had the most amazing. What's going day, in your mouth, Joanne. What's happening? I, I heard a <laughs> little <toe>. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just the one. Um, and in this very room, in fact, we uh, set up this photo ship. Uh, Me and Wisha raided BM. Um, I may or may not have stolen a shopping basket Don't and wrapped I've it I've in tinsel. Well I've already done it on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. No. But they did say shopping basket.
3: They did say, yeah, you can take that. To, to the, um, the car, to the car. <laughs>
2: I mean, which we didn't have. We didn't have a car. It's a shopping basket. Details, details. People steal trolleys all the time. It's fine. You can
0: send it back.
1: Oh, we'll take them back after the shoot. After the shoot, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Not now. what
0: you could do, or what you could do, is Mm. you could add that to one of your (gasps) gifts, like that could be a a, like a prize to be given, and you could wrap it it. in some tinsel (laughs) and put in all your photos
3: and give it away. And it could be like a hard copy.
1: Like, you know, your
0: little very hard copies.
1: Oh, my, oh God. my God! Okay, for
3: a thousand Jeez. pounds, you can get a hamper basket of all hard copies, <gasps>
2: oh, hard not scripts. softs Oh, the a scripts, chocolate copy, a DVD of the thing. Because oh, let's face it, we might people as well do VCR, have a thousand pounds. Get a DVD player.
3: Get a VCR. Make it fun. Make a VHS. I VHS. That's what my what's a VCR? Even know that means same anymore. thing.
1: But one of the tapes That you put into. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, but then VHS is the camera that
2: you do. Oh, I Oh, I don't know anymore. Well, it's in VHS cameras. Oh, well, that's oh, the, that
0: our generation VHS. anymore. Oh, I yeah. love that idea. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. You're now getting a, a shopping basket, everybody. Um a
2: thousand pounds. We <laughs> only
3: have one, so that is a very exclusive, <laughs> that is bit, it's very exclusive.
2: There's once it's gone,
3: it's we gone. We have. We will also like this. You you hear it here first. Between Christmas and New Year, mm. there is going to be a very, very exclusive addition to our Kickstarter, where you will be able to buy a limited edition calendar.
1: <gasps> Whoa.
3: So keep your eyes peeled and your toes pointed for
0: that. So can I just ask the videos that are they'll be going on the OnlyFans?
2: Yeah. So the um the videos. Are on OnlyFans So you can pay £12 to get the picture of the day Or £21 to get the photo and the video of the day Which oh. is um, a little sexy movement version of uh, the photo Um, But they are very sexy Explaining up. what a video is <laughs>
0: Yes But those don't know what a video is Jo
2: is like absolutely,
0: absolutely in her news. producer mode right now So if you did not know
2: um, but yeah, so and then there is uh, different, yeah, there's different tiers to everything. But if you uh, back, if you go on the Kickstarter and choose to back that specific thing, you will also be sent like the photo of that so day. I date. have a big
0: question as well, and mm-hmm. I don't want to give away what the pictures are or anything, no, teasers. but like, you know, your OnlyFans, that was clearly a choice as to why you've picked it because mm-hmm. of the subject matter of the film. And you've said you wanted to put your money where your your mouth is. No puns. You did. He did. <laughs> he did. Um, I would love to know how you think this is going to go on OnlyFans oh. because I'm imagining some of the shots might get some attention without you even realizing that's happening. Do you know? I actually don't think that financially we're going to be very successful on
3: OnlyFans. Um, being being very kind of like producer. Um, pragmatic about this in my perspective that OnlyFans is more of a kind of like it's showing that that is a possibility but I've spoken to a lot of people who use OnlyFans as a source of income and from what uh, conversations I've had I think it will take us a lot more administration than we have capacity for to be able to actually make money from OnlyFans.
2: And And market it.
3: It's all about marketing. And the thing is, this is a job. It's not not easy to just make money. Money isn't easy to make ever. No. And I think that I want to be really clear about the fact that we're not using OnlyFans because we think it's quick money. No. We're using OnlyFans because we think it's an important tool to show being used for something that... It, ultimately the platform was set up for artists
2: to create content create content, mm-hmm. and Which, make money for yeah. their
3: content and m- more power to them for for people using it to um absolutely maximize whatever business they are uh businessing <laughs> um, but for us I I don't actually think that we will have the capacity to uh make Enough money from OnlyFans on its own, which is why the Kickstarter is really important. I I think that I mean Joanne, you've got the latest the latest numbers on our OnlyFans. Oh, here it is. All right, this so is you, the point. Where-
2: we've got some subscription. But we've we've set it up so that you can subscribe for free, and then uh, you pay for the actual. Um for the pictures and the content so they're all behind the paywall um but the thing is these people that have subscribed are now subscribed to only fans which might you know mean that other content creators are now in their life that might not have already been so it's like creating a bit of a gateway into people that might not necessarily have signed up for for that to see people's content and to mm. you know think about this this world themselves, and um, yeah,
0: that was more of my question of who might you f- who might find you on OnlyFans that might not have discovered you otherwise. I think well, totally. was more my thing by using that um, platform
2: because algorithms are a thing, people. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, are- there's there's a world, there's definitely two, there's definitely two different like sets of people that absolutely might completely correlate. You know, we've got um the people that would be interested in the content because of the content, because that's that's their kink and that's what they're into. And then we have our pals and people that are in the industry that are interested in seeing our industry, you know, our um our. Comparative in terms of like, what is this film like, and what is our mood board, and what are you know who's behind the casting and stuff that the people on OnlyFans are, um they might not be necessarily engaged and that are interested in that. So, um, it's I guess hopefully content for for both people. It's yeah. like a, yeah. a project for like for both of those worlds to yeah. kind of collide. Inclusive.
3: It's a double <laughs> it's a double double pronged attack. That's what you said earlier, Joanne, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's
0: a, it's a dual prong. Um, it will be interesting to review this mm-hmm. at the end. Sorry, I was waiting on a pun for dual prong <laughs> and it never came. So <laughs> I <bought> apologize. <laughs>
3: you no, know, I didn't have one. I was too busy being like... I was actually waiting on Delane
0: giving me oh, some sort of criminal one. But oh, I don't have a shifting. Christmas one.
2: This thing's not that Christmasy, is it? Isn't it? It's a double-edged <laughs> Christmas candy cane. Can- Mr. Christ- two ends of the candy cane. Oh. I
3: don't know. It's like a reindeer horns. You're. Your That's <laughs> it's like. Oof. Oh. That I've would got the reindeer wrong. horn. That would be so.
2: fucking up. It feels um, like
0: a double a double pigs in a blanket
2: attack. Oh, but, oh yeah, two pigs in a blanket. Two cash pigs in a blanket. Oh yeah, is so, cash
3: so,
1: pigs in a blanket. We, we, so oh, right.
3: Yeah, we
2: need to get
1: some more photos. So... We don't have We can add, for we can add to January because January is a sad month, you know. Yeah,
3: absolutely. This is We're so true. This is very The
2: content like, coming beyond the twelve. They, in terms of like the Only Fans, um, I, I I sort of you know people fundraise for films all the time, and ultimately uh, before you actually see the film know what it's about or whatever, I wanted to have because I know there's going to be people that are like. Oh my God, that's so like, oh, that's so cringe or whatever. Oh, that's so like grim that like she's like selling her feet to like well I don't understand. Like, you know, there are gonna be people that have that attitude about it, but that's exactly what I want to happen because yeah. that's exactly the um the uh the feelings that I'm trying to elicit in the audience with the film, which is why yes. I wanted to have something that is going to be controversial. Um, you know, and we we continue to f- because I feel, felt differently about when I was when I was engaging in this stuff. We, I mean, we feel really very empowered by it right now, and also yeah. we're in control of it because the thing is, when when that person was asking me to do stuff that I wasn't necessarily comfortable with, like this, um, I didn't feel. It, it, it didn't feel like it was coming from me. It felt like it was coming from him, and I just wasn't, I was mm. on the back foot, yeah. on the back foot a little bit. And, but this really feels like, no, we've got a purpose here. We're, we're trying, we know exactly what we're trying to do. Yes, um, and it feels, it feels the right way to do it, is how I think,
0: I think it's great. I, I do Thank I think you. it's brilliant I think that what you're doing is you are as you say opening up a dialogue and a conversation you're also pointing out about the fact that people can make money and however they do it but it's also hard and that judgment yeah. that comes along with how certain people and you said at the start Joanne about you know somebody being 12-hour shifts in the milk aisle is that a lesser way to make money than a banker for example which is absolutely not so it's what we class as the right
2: Mm-hmm. Or the model. Yeah.
0: Whatever that fucking means, way to make money. Um yeah. and I think I think it's brilliant. I think it's um people will th- some people will think it's fun and quirky. Some people will think it's really fucking savvy. And some people will be really uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And, and isn't that's... that the best thing ever to be
1: able to like elicit so many different feelings Absolutely. in yeah. an audience and like, chat about that afterwards?
3: That is art. Art should yeah. always create a response It doesn't need to be a good one As long as it is one And that's mm. that's what I believe um, Thank you so much, Elaine For having us on this podcast to talk. Literally about,
0: this. about to, You're very welcome but I, I want love to I've just it.
3: wrapped up my own podcast She's like, she still thinks she's here <laughs> doing the podcast true. Check yourself, Misha um,
2: <laughs> you're um, getting cold. She wants pizza. a dough yeah,
0: um, I actually just want to ask one question Of each of you And Caitlin, I'd like to start with you okay. Like on... Um, with the visuals for the film mm-hmm. what is it that you're hoping people will feel and see and like what is it that you're hoping for that to come across
1: I mean I guess I'm thinking back to like the reason why I got like came on board other than obviously wanting to work with Joe, and now me <laughs> but um I think what I found was that was really fresh and fun and different was the two contrasting worlds you know playing that out visually and how much fun we could have with those two worlds so like you know it's not to say that this stems from you know the supermarket world stems from sitcoms but like in some ways it really reminds me totally of that in that these are everyday people and you know it's gonna look completely visually different from you know the second part of the world later in the film you know where she gets to kind of explore her dissertation in a spoken word piece it was what joe was talking about with the music video kind of vibes it's gonna be like super colorful really sassy and like it's just going to be so different. So it's, it's playing with those two worlds, I think, visually is going to be really fun. And yeah, just having a lot of fun with it, I think. So yeah, that, that's what drew me to it on a visual sense, I think. And it also, like it's so much more deeper than the visuals, those mm. two worlds, you know. It's a but visually
0: is so important though, because it brings in other aspects. So that yeah. contrast that you're talking about is just like really vital like for those of us that are really visual learners it'll be yeah
1: and I think that's it's, again it's like something for everyone as well I feel like you're just gonna love either both parts or like one part you're gonna be like oh that's you know and seeing that character is like two sides to a character is really fun I think we can have a lot of fun with whoever Emma ends up being another yeah.
0: great um way the art kind of if you like one thing about it and then something else really jars, but why does it jar you? And then Mm. you can really question that. I think that's really important.
1: Yeah. And I don't know why, but when you first sent me the script for the music video scene, I just kept thinking of like Grease Lightning, that like hairdresser scene, and it's like obviously so visually different from like totally that, but it's just that moment where, or is it? You just like break out of the no, what the world you know, like Mm. as you're watching the film and the characters, and then all of a sudden it's like a different version. It's like when
3: when the walls all drop flat. Uh huh. Yeah. Hurt. Oh god now I've just Have I just put in a set build No that was we No we actually that. Don't worry oh, You be worried I'm about sure. that
0: Yeah Misha <laughs> You need to worried about things <laughs> you're like No you can't have it <laughs> um, Misha what about you And then i will come to Joel last I
3: I have I've been aware of the concept Of this script Since I think uh, Short Circuit were developing it I think I I don't know if I knew about it When you were working on it In Convergence Um, But I definitely I knew the little intro kind of tagline from when you got development mm. um with short circuit. And for me, we've like kind of had some conversations and I read the script. And that was the kind of the real hook for me. Obviously I've wanted to work with Joe for a while and I've seen Caitlin's other films as well. And I really really respected the last film that you fundraised yourself Self, this is, man. This this is amazing. second fundraiser and honestly like I, I think the reason we started this conversation about the fundraiser was because I said how did you find doing a fundraiser and you went it was horrible I don't want to do it again and I was like okay but what if we use only fans?"
1: I was like I'm in <laughs> I said to someone the other day, they were like, oh, so you're going to do another Kickstarter. And I, I thought you said you were never going to do one of them again. I was
2: like, yeah, but this one's going to
1: be fucking brilliant.
2: She like ran up and down at football stadiums for six months. This yeah. one this is just much more fun. Taking photos of her feet, which is fun. Spent <laughs> a night
1: taking pictures of your feet, great. And, <laughs> and, having and you're chance. really good at it as well. Like, yeah, it's so could, really. it's Killing her with this. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so available yeah (laughs) so for me I was hooked on the story on the importance of kind of starting these conversations I knew that as a producer these are the kinds of uh, territories that I want to be navigating I Mm. want to be opening up discussions safely um and so I wouldn't have wanted you to go off into the world of like finding another producer in case they didn't do it as safely as I'm Mm. going to you're the best person. and i mean like there's so many brilliant scottish producers and international producers at the moment but still i'm really glad that i got to work on this i'm very yeah, excited so you're it.
0: allowed to say that you don't need to you know be um, no. you about it. You
3: disclaimer it. that there are other brilliant people maybe listening to this <laughs> who i love i love you all thank you for this
0: community <laughs> and joanne what about you what is it that like when people see it what is it you're hoping will be the big takeaway
2: um yeah I mean to promote to just promote discussion for sure because I think it's such an interesting topic but um also like on speaking with these um and interview interviewing these sex workers and things I sent I did send the script um to to a couple of them and the response that I got was a re- was really positive which is good because if it hadn't had it not been I'd have been in real trouble and it had to changed a lot but one thing that, that, that really stood out to them was like this is f- Funny and it's fun and it's about someone engaging in this world that that actually doesn't have to because everything that's been shown um with sex work and and although this is a very you know early stages of of of, of that kind of work it has been like through desperation and through like having to have no other choice and I was really interested in that because um it, that's a very different concept like it's a very different concept to be like wait I don't why do this work if I don't have to be doing this specific work, is it more enjoyable in standing, you know, for 12 hours in the in the the aisle? Or is, you know, it, but in terms of safety, like all of those conversations are I just are, are really fascinating and important, I think. Um, and yeah, I don't, so I, don't I, I very strongly don't want to give the answers in this film. I don't think I'd do that. But like, um, I want people to come away with their own answers and their own questions and... Yeah, that's like what I mean.
3: I I loved the line that um your line, Joe, about you want people to be able to leave the cinema, leave like wherever they end up watching this film, you want them to be able to like go Gran and Brother and like cousin all in a pub having a chat about this. Yeah. And I yeah. like that. I think that that is the goal isn't it for mm. people to be able to have this conversation cross-generational cross-gender yeah
2: and it is cross-generational cross-gender and the characters that, that, that engage in the conversation that's why I think I am thinking yeah. about the sitcom as well because it's yeah, yeah, yeah. no very
1: typical like sitcom scenarios I mean all these intersections of yeah. ages gender yeah yeah, yeah, some, yeah and fun. at
2: no point does anyone say this is gross or what you don't no. like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's never not. it's never undermined <laughs> it's just like it's just it's in a world in which that's not even questioned which i think was really important to me yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah that's that super important um thank you all for coming and chatting to with me today over zoom fucking endometriosis anyway uh joanne thompson caitlin black misha mccullough thank you so much I will share everything on the in the show notes for today on all the ways that you can give your pennies to these wonderful humans to make the twelfth day of Findom, um, and I can't wait to see the film. It's going to be amazing. Um, until next time, lovely listeners, stay nasty. Ass.